Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. If you're anything like me, dental insurance isn't something you think about a lot. However, when the unexpected happens, it can help you avoid a costly dentist bill. Spirit Dental and Vision has dental plans that offer affordable rates and no waiting periods for major services. That means you can get coverage for major services like dental implants, crowns, and bridges right away instead of waiting months for your coverage to kick in. Spirit makes it easy to find the dental plan that's right for you. With other plans, you could run into high deductibles, long waiting periods, and expensive procedures might not even be covered. Plus, for a limited time, Spirit is waiving the $25 application fee. Just use promo code SPIRIT2020 at checkout. If you're looking for dental coverage made easy, visit spiritdental.com slash pod to gain a little peace of mind. That's spiritdental.com slash pod to get a quote in about 60 seconds. Spiritdental.com slash pod. Listening to She's All Talk, a podcast exploring the zeitgeist and life in your twenties, hosted by a girl who talks a lot. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of She's All Talk. I'm your host Ailish, and thanks for tuning in. Today's episode, I'm going to dive into a chat about the importance of representation in Hollywood, where things are at at the moment, um, why some people are mad about the cast of the upcoming movie June, and also the end of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and what that means. And let's take a look at the impact the Kardashians have had on influencing in general. I'm a little bit late with today's episode. It really should have gone up yesterday, but alas, life kind of got in the way. It really does just be like that sometimes, but hopefully I will try kick my butt into gear and make sure I get this coming week, well, the week we're in now, next Monday's episode up on Monday instead of a day late because that is not ideal. But yeah, I had a really great week. Um... That's basically it. I had a a good week. I was feeling really unmotivated towards the end of the week, but I think now I've kind of found myself in in a good swing and I'm I'm feeling okay, which is good. And yeah, life life is kind of looking up. So I hope you're well as well. I hope that life is treating you okay. And I also hope that you enjoy this week's episode. It's called The Little Women Podcast and it's a show designed by teenagers for teenagers. And although I'm not quite a teenager, I still really love the show. So don't let that, I guess, discourage you from listening because it's definitely really worthwhile. 
It's hosted by three lovely ladies, Summer, Hannah, and Jalen, and they talk about a variety of topics with an intention of keeping the conversation honest and informal. On the podcast, they talk with interesting guests about their life stories, goals, and advice, and aim to educate the listener on different careers and lifestyle in the hopes that they help to make the decision on what they want to do with the rest of their life. So I guess if you're unsure on how to get into a certain industry or you want some help dealing with setbacks and questions about being successful, this is definitely the podcast for you. And I really recommend you give the girls a listen because they have some great chats and they share some great insights. And if you have questions about your future, maybe this is the pod for you. So I really recommend you guys check that one out and give it a listen. Okay, roll the day.
within the same week, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, which awards the Oscars, announced a new set of representation and inclusion standards for any film that basically wants to go into the running for best picture. Um, And the new guidelines will come into effect in 2024 because obviously a lot of movies are already in the production stage and they might not be able to fit with these guidelines, although they really should. Otherwise, who are you trying to represent aside from the white, cis, male and female world? But anywho, I guess it's a step in the right direction. But there's many critics coming out and saying that it's not enough. And the HuffPost article that I referenced before put it really nicely and kind of said that the standards are fairly low and they provide a generous amount of flexibility. For example, to meet the on-screen representation requirement, a film only has to do one of the following things, either cast at least one person of colour in a lead or a significant supporting role, ensure 30% of the cast comes from two underrepresented groups, which could be women, people of colour, LGBTQ plus people or disabled people, or make the story about one of those groups. And... I honestly, I feel like that's just so broad, so generic and something that people can so easily comply with. But I guess maybe that's the point because if they're not already doing something that's so broad and so generic, then maybe we do have to start small to get to where we should be. But at the same time, this institute has been doing research for years and within what, since 2007, we've had the slightest increase in representation in one of the categories and it's just really not good enough. When the Annenberg Inclusion Initiative researchers ran the numbers on the Oscars um, new standards using last year's data, they found that 95 out of 100 of the films would have met the on-screen representation when it's actually not good enough and their own data said that it wasn't inclusive enough, it wasn't diverse enough, um, but it would have been considered that with the new the new guidelines. So it's kind of like what's even the point of changing the guidelines to that when all of these top-grossing movies are still, still going to be considered diverse by those standards when really there's research being coming out saying that they're they're not diverse and there needs to be more there needs to be more work done because I 100% agree that there does need to be more work done like imagine going to the movies and seeing one character in the entire film that looks like you or talks like you or sounds like you or has the same experiences as you like that's terrible and sometimes there'll be shows and movies where there won't even be a single person that they can relate to or the character that looks like them is in a negative stereotype or something like that and obviously I'm talking a million miles an hour but (laughs) I'm coming from a space of privilege very very strong white cis female privilege um but I mean I'm acknowledging that and I'm still I can still easily point out that Hollywood is messed up with representation I mean, it's the same with the media. Um, 
a study came out, research came out recently saying that the Australian media, reporters on TV and um, all that kind of stuff is not as diverse as we like to think we are. So it's kind of a very big part of every industry, but bringing it back to Hollywood, it really should do better. It's supposed to be like the hub for for amazing new movies and artistic creation, yet it's not even representing so many of the people that will be watching the movies, which is sad. It is really sad. And the outcry at the Oscars for changing the guidelines has been coming for a long time, probably over five years ago when the hashtag Oscars so white was trending. And the new Academy regulations do only apply to the best picture race. At this stage, I read categories such as animated feature, documentary feature, um, international feature film, animated short film, and others will be addressed at a later date. But it really is such a shame that it's 2020 and we're still not at a good or even decent place with representation. And it's just really sad. And then you see some amazing shows that are representing people of color and black people and and people with different sexualities and of different genders and everything really. And those shows are the ones that always seem to get cancelled even if they have a really great following, which is really disappointing because then it's it's almost like Hollywood and Netflix and all that sort of thing saying that diversity doesn't sell well when it it does because people want to see themselves on the screen and they want to see their friends and they want to see their family and they want to to see the people that they know and the people that they love be be represented well so hopefully that this kind of shift actually brings about some decent change but as I said before when they ran the stats with um the top grossing movies from last year they would have fit the new the new guidelines so who actually knows if this will make any difference at all I guess we'll have to stay tuned to find out but I would love to hear you guys' thoughts on this I would love to to have a chat to discuss to hear what everyone else is thinking about the Oscar guidelines and your thoughts on representation because it's just sad really that this is where we're at in in 2020. I think representation in in films and TV shows and stuff is always going to be a really really important issue and a touchy subject for a lot of people. Um, one recent example I guess you could talk about is the upcoming movie June um, starring Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet among other people that I don't actually remember <laughs> but I've seen this movie kind of copping a lot of heat recently because um, the trailers come out and apparently the film has strong Middle Eastern roots. Um, I believe it's based on a book series and yeah, it has strong Middle Eastern roots, but there's a lack of Arab, Arab representation in the movie. And I guess this is the case with so many movies and it's just not good enough. Like take the walking meme that is Scarlett Johansson, who 
is kind of the queen of um, taking roles that don't belong to her <laughs> and helping to, to quiet um, the voices that need to be represented. So that's that's a, a really good example of someone who's who's copped a lot of heat and hopefully learnt from from her mistakes. But yeah, it's definitely something that's really important and I guess it's good that we're taking a step, but it's kind of like we're moving at a snail pace and it's just really not good enough. On a bit of a lighter note, the second thing that I wanted to talk about in today's episode is kind of the end of an era. It's the end of an era for a type of influencing and the start of something new. Keeping up with the Kardashians is coming to a close after what, I think, 14 years and 20 seasons, I believe. Um, the show has announced that it's going to be coming to a close in early next year. <clears throat> now, personally, I'm not someone who ever actively watched the show or was all that invested in the Kardashians' lives and their drama, really. But there really is no denying that that family has made a tremendous impact on the way our social media is today and influencer culture in general. And I thought that that would be worth unpacking a little bit today just because it's something that interests me. And honestly, like, how can I not talk about this? this is one of the biggest stories for the week. The last season will air air early next year and people have a lot of thoughts about it and as I said before I've honestly never really cared for the drama I've watched a couple episodes here and there just because it's easy to to sit through when you need some some mind-numbing background noise but as someone invested in both the media and just interest in social media and influencer culture this kind of wasn't something that I could not talk about because honestly everyone knows who this family is even if you're not on social media somehow or you're basically living under a rock you're still aware of who the Kardashians are they've really become a household name and honestly it's really impressive the way that they've done that they've shaped themselves up from a family that really I mean wasn't that amazing obviously they They've basically built themselves into an empire of props to Kris Jenner for that. So, yeah, another thing that they've really um, changed is they've basically shaped influencer culture into what it is today. At least I believe that to be true. I mean, it was this family that kind of popularized the idea of just being famous, like not because you have all these talents not because you're I don't know particularly yeah talented or amazing at anything but just because being famous just because they broadcast their life they showed all of their own dramas they made themselves into celebrities and they gave people what they kind of crave they gave people the answers they gave people delicious edited drama and as we know with the success of reality tv people love a bit of drama 
the show, yeah, it's essentially created the idea of being famous without being particularly talented. And I feel like this really shifted the idea and the definition of what a celebrity is and what constitutes a celebrity. And I think in a way it paved the footpath for what we consider celebrities or influencers today. I honestly wonder if without keeping up with Kardashians, Instagram influencers would hold the same power or have risen to quite the same status as they're at now because it's this family that has such a profound impact on shaping influencer culture into what it is today. I mean, they are some of the most famous names, I would say, especially Kim Kardashian. She's probably the influencer. She really turned a bad situation into a good one and I applaud her for that. I applaud the whole family for for kind of making the most out of the their business. They really know how to how to spin things in a good way. Um but yeah, they've really shaped influencer culture. I mean, would we have YouTubers and um, TikTokers and stuff like that who are really famous now simply for being pretty or simply for showing their lives. I mean, we watch daily vlogs where people just show parts of their lives in videos because we find that interesting. And I guess that's kind of, although people have been doing this for years, but that's what the Kardashians did. They showed the drama. They showed the what they're having for breakfast. They showed what the what they did day to day in their show. And then that became a big thing on YouTube as well. So I I wonder if there's a strong relationship between the two. I mean, I could be clutching at straws, but I really do think that this family paved the way for for Instagram influencers and personalities. Being a personality as as a job, as a career, as a lifestyle is definitely something I think the Kardashians had a big impact on. And whether you like them or whether you hate them, whether you don't care, you've honestly, you've got to respect the hustle and the grind that that family is known for. They really are amazing at spinning a situation into their favor and kind of always getting themselves involved, always getting their names mentioned, always, I don't know, using the situation, always making something new. Although I guess when you're incredibly wealthy, it's probably not overly difficult. But Kris Jenner has done an amazing job at cultivating a brand. And that brand is will be part of history. Their family could go on to do absolutely nothing next. And that yeah, their names are still in history. Their fame has helped them to create other ventures like Kylie Lip Kylie's lip glosses and Kendall's modeling career. Um, Kim's what are they called Skims line and so many more kind of off-brand ventures so that family really does know how to how to create an effective business model and I have to applaud them for that so many people would love to to try the same thing but would not be as successful I guess another thing that's worth talking about when you're discussing the Kardashians is the impact on appearances on selfies on social media on body image I guess they all tie together the family they have the money to alter their bodies however they like which is 
honestly fair enough and especially when you're dealing with the immense amount of pressure that they would be from from people online from critics from paparazzi from the media from everyone who who wants to have a say on their lives and on their appearance I mean personally I I'm not cut out to handle a life like that so I'm very fortunate that I'm not a famous person but I feel like this family really changed the way that we portray ourselves online and it's not like they're overly hidden although some have been in the past um about the way they have work done or whether they have work done or not and I don't judge them at all like if you want to get some Botox or you want to get your lips done or a boob job or something go for it as long as it's something that makes you happy I just think that they're into overly edited photos and in a bit of face tune and an almost unrealistic standard of beauty and kind of created a different beauty standard that people feel like they have to live up to because I mean of course you're not obligated to show your bad days or your imperfect photos or anything to social media but if you look like a different person in all of your photos because there's so much editing going on I think that can be really harmful to the people that are following you because whether you like it or not when you're a celebrity and someone with a huge platform like you do have a bit of responsibility in what you post and you should be mindful of that when editing your photos it's one thing to edit out a pimple but it's another thing to edit out every single imperfection you have and then pretend like you didn't do anything and that it's natural I don't know I just think there's a lot to consider when you have a large following on social media and I definitely think more transparency with filters and with facetune is necessary and wouldn't hurt but that's that's another another ramble for another time I guess anyways I'm interested to see what Kris Jenner has cooked up and waiting to go in the warm-up because this definitely is not the last for this family as I'm sure many people know I read a couple of things that said that there may be a media company coming from the family so who knows what's next apparently it was a very emotional day um when they announced it they didn't actually tell all the family and then on set I think it was. Um, there was an announcement. It was very upsetting. Apparently, Khloe Kardashian took it very hard. But I mean, it is a really long time to be involved with the show. It would be emotional for something like that to end. But yeah, I'm intrigued to see where it goes next. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Kardashian family in general, whether you love them, whether you hate them. I do feel like it's one of those shows, and they are those people that. The people always just have a polar opinion about them. You can't just feel neutral about the Kardashians. Although in saying that, I kind of am neutral. I don't really care all that much. (laughs) But yeah. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode, guys. I think that I will wrap it up there. Um, I hope you enjoyed this chat on the lack of representation in Hollywood, um, the new guidelines for the Oscars. And I would love to, to know your thoughts about those those two things. Um, feel free to reach out. My Instagram is she's all talk pod. Or you can send me a voice memo through Anchor. 
And yeah, let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts on the Kardashian um, family. What do you think they're going to do next? Are you a fan? Are you sad the show's ending? Yeah. I I just love um, talking about what's happening in the pop culture news cycle because it is it is an interesting one. Honestly, this whole week was interesting. There were so many things that that I wanted to, to talk about, but I just didn't want to go too long in the episodes. I mean, I could have spoke about how Harry Styles has been cast in a psychological thriller um, with Florence Pugh and Dakota Johnson and Chris Pine, I believe, and I am very, very excited about it. I cannot wait. Um, I was actually going to talk about gender reveal parties as well because one has literally sent set set the world on fire which is crazy but alas that's what happened it's caused some crazy um crazy fires in america which is really really sad and i mean zach efron has an australian girlfriend and she's living the fanfic dream so that's a wrap up of some other stories that i didn't get to touch on today but i would have loved to dive into a bit more But yeah, thanks so much guys for listening. I hope you have a great week ahead and I will be in your ears again on Monday. Thanks guys. See you later. Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Recruiters, reduce your cost per candidate by about 50% with CareerBuilder. We connect you to qualified, diverse candidates at every stage of the hiring funnel. CareerBuilder Talent Acquisition Suite. Software packed with talent. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit.